0: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, down on the beach. It's a beautiful day. Sun's up. I'm a little bit late, but that's uh, fine. It's about 6.15. And, uh, well, what else can you say? Today, uh, in my little old at-the-beach podcast... I'd love to share with you some stories about self, self, and, uh, well, self, what is self? In other words, who the hell are we? Well, it's very easy to start off by peeling away the layers of the onion and tell us what we aren't, and over a long course of life. We we will find these things out. So maybe they sound a bit weird when you listen to them now. But I think you can't have peace within you unless you come to peace with you. Uh, Coming to peace with you is well. It usually takes about 75 years. When it's and you find it out when it's too late. So I sort of would love to give you this uh, awareness. 40 years earlier, or 30 years earlier than you'd normally have to wait. And without the cost of the experience that will teach you what self is. I've been fortunate enough to spend my life traveling Around, 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 around the world. I can honestly say hundreds of times. Like, six weeks in, six weeks out, six weeks in, six weeks out, around the world for five years. Three hundred bed nights in hotels for ten years. Uh, I don't know how many. Of fly miles and uh, a lot of time spent in some pretty wonderful and magical places such as Bhutan and Tibet, which is what I wrote in my blog on yesterday. Tibet, Bhutan, Tibet, India, my god, and as you well know, Nepal. Huge amounts of time in Indonesia, in Java. Malay, um, Salibis Islands, uh, just magnificent places. And at a time before, uh, I suppose you could say, fanaticism took over a little bit and made those places uh, hard to get to. The Philippines. I uh, once spent two weeks in their home. Of President Marcos, one of the homes anyway, which was being at that time converted into a golf course. It, it was, was a, a golf course, course but it was converted into a commercial one. Uh, so look, uh, Korea, a place called Songtan, which is an American Air Force base, a, a village nearby, American Air Force base, which was filled with American. They would make any outfit you want. So, the celebrity of this town is when the people were off duty from their military uh, duties, they would dress up as cowboys, Batman, and the whole town was just full of westerners in cartoon suits, but not cartoons for them, deadly serious. It was a land of a place of. Absolute unbelievable fantasy. It was like Disneyland, but for real. Cowboys with six guns. Ah. Ah. Amazing place. And I spent three years in and out of Songtan uh, building, including living there for an extended period of time, building a paper factory and being in charge of the drying, which is air drying, of paper. How beautiful I even fell in love um, so yes uh, a lot of very strange places and of all in all these places that I went to and spent time uh, spirituality was my hidden agenda I suppose as well as working I was always ambitious to find out the Shamanistic, if you want to call it that side of things, always dug into the, the Zen and the Buddhism in uh, Korea or the philosophies of shaman in, in the Philippines and certainly shamanic rituals in Jama. And you only found those things out by living in villages and being one of the three people around us, tourists. But those are very long stories and I guess today I want to summarise what i found by working with some of the most beautiful and I would say most spiritual people on the planet. A little bit of it may have rubbed off, I don't know. Self. well, here it is, there is no such thing. While self is definable, to bring self to a finite description would be like trying to bring the universe to one place. The universe is ever expanding, ever contracting, ever changing, ever moving. And so every definition we have of self is just ego. Trying to brand, trying to create a reconciliation with Life on Earth, and death, and sadness and sorrow, and happiness, and joy and love, I'm trying to tap those resources or control those resources by defining self. But the ultimate end of all explorations of self are that there is no self. Now, that may be hard to put your head around. So let's talk about what isn't self. Because there's an incredible peace, I find, incredible strength in knowing that the exploration of self is infinite. We'll go down and down and down like Alice down the rabbit hole. But there won't be a rabbit. There won't be an end to the exploration. It's a journey of finding out and discovering there is no self. It's the reason why self-help doesn't work. It's untouchable. It's infinite. When you start to read books about self, self self-improvement, self-performance at work, self-help, self-mastery, self-leadership, they have to start, all those books have to start somewhere. They usually start with an achievement of some sort. Like, know thyself, biblical teaching, know thyself. compliance with God or a God that the know thyself refers to. So there is a, a compliance in a way. Know thyself and you will be loved. Know thyself and you will be successful. Know thyself and you will be happy. Know thyself and you will go to heaven. Know thyself and you will have a great relationship And so they start off with an achievement. Self-leadership starts off with an achievement, which is fulfill your potential in your career. Self-leadership leads to career development. Self-mastery leads into the mastery of the self some sort of an achievement in self-awareness, which is starting to become a paradox. If there is no self and there is an achievement, any word we put side by side the word self becomes a paradox. It means the paradox is written into it, Paradox is basically saying achievement will not be arrived at without this self-control, self, self-mastery, self-leadership, self-awareness, self-consciousness. Self, self we (coughs) have emotions. People will say he needs to go to (coughs) self-help. The achievement is mastery. Or the help dealing with emotions. So the self becomes, in a, in a sense, hope. Our hopeful. Our hopeful. We invent it. We invent our thing to give us hope. Because if somebody describes it and says, there is no self. It's easily possible, if we're emotional, to lose hope. And it's easily possible, if we're in business, and somebody says there is no self for leadership, to lose hope. This doesn't need to be so. If we realise that the self that we're talking about all the time, whenever we mention the word self, is a... uh, is a framework to operate within a certain arena of life. Uh, love thyself, know thyself, be thyself. These are these are just constructions, and it gives us great hope because the implication of it is you'll be anything you want. You want to be a bus driver? You want to be Superman? Be Superwoman? Want to be? super something? be that. You can invent it. You want to meditate? Be super meditator? Meditate. Want to be crazy? Be crazy. The thing we have to avoid and at all cost avoid is any idea that we're going to be better people by mastering any form of self all we do is construct and reconstruct more problems. When you can come to rest in the idea that there is no self, when you come to peace with that idea, it's pretty beautiful. When you come to rest with the idea that Self is your imagination. So our job as a coach in coaching is to ask you what do you want? What do you really want in your life? Want a great relationship? Then work out what you have to do to get it. You can do anything you want. Self-control. Self-mastery. The most important thing about all this is you can't defy nature, with the self, You can invent what you want, but if you invent a self that fights with nature, you're inventing the impossible, the unsustainable, and that means you invent trouble. Now, when we invent trouble, we go down the path of becoming a better self, or better you, or more achievement. But we cause trouble in the process, which in the process causes pain, which in the process causes us to react, which takes us away from the invented self, from the self we want to construct. So the most important thing is not to cause ourselves stress, but to cause ourselves pain in the process of developing a better self. This is easy to do, and it's the process of coaching, but it never stops. It's like searching for the boundaries or the edge of the universe. Every time you get somewhere, you, you, what you know teaches you what you don't know. And so it's a never ending story. And it's a beautiful never ending story because it means you can improve and improve and improve and improve if you're committed to the idea that there is no self. If you go in a Zen retreat in Japan, as I've done, and sit there for months and months and months, you end up inventing a self called no-self. You you have no dignity, no pride, no emotion, no sadness, no happiness, no, uh, uh, no appetite, no desire, no hunger, no thirst. You don't want to be anywhere else but where you are. You have no real... Uh, so the self you invent then is a no-self self. And then we become Zen monks, Zen people. As long as that state doesn't get interrupted by the need to eat, or the need to earn money, or the need to be a parent, or the need to be a partner. So the key to self-development and the key to the development of a self is to know what you want and to be really, 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 really honest about that, to be really, really, really clear. Because if you develop competing selves, then you have to become the master, or the mistress, whatever it's called, for the female version, the master for both, you have to become the master of switching selves work self, home self, sporty self, relaxed self, zen self, if you have competing uh, aspirations in life that require different selves to, to achieve greatness, you have to actually be able to switch on and switch off different selves. But you can't do that if you believe self is real. If you think you're being yourself at home or you think you're being yourself at work or you're being yourself that's just going to set you up for failure i hope you can hear all the people around me here there's a little group of kids doing exercise there's 20 ocean skis heading out to sea, you know, in practicing race starts. It's the old group I used to paddle with, with Jimmy Walker. There's a group of 50 swimmers going, doing ins and outs out of the main centre beach. I'm about to go for a dip. There's a group of 20 people going to learn how to be a surfboard rider. It's just the perfect morning. And I hope this little chat today has given you some insight as to why people get messed up. Because they believe that the self that they are is real. And they believe, therefore, that by starving themselves or eating themselves or feeding themselves, that they create a real thing. But if you've witnessed, ever witness the amount of death that I have, the amount of the instantaneousness of it, the the unpredictability of it, you'll come to realize that this this thing, this wealthy self or this smart self or this inspired self or whatever it is, the self, evaporates. And what gets left is this really innocent, unappetited um, nothing. We get... Just this beautiful window of time in life to play with ourselves and play with our imagination and play with the possibilities of being a rock star or being a business tycoon or being a billionaire or we can play with that and it's not as hard as they make out as long as we know it's an invention then we don't take ourselves so seriously then we don't hurt ourselves And the most important thing about this self is it doesn't respond well to stress. Whatever self you want to create, whatever it looks like, whatever you decide you want to have, whether it's multiple selves or one self that does everything or one self that gets into the heavens of God or or whatever self that you want to construct, (laughs) it does not respond well to stress. Once it's in stress, it's not... The invention of a self, it's a reaction. Once it's in reaction, it's just dishonest. And it just becomes whatever somebody else moulds it into. So, if we're having depressions, it's very often because somebody else, somebody else in our life has become more important than the invented self that we committed to. And I think this is where the watchdog comes. My partner calls it the monkey, the computer, and the professor. She got that out of a book from somewhere. Uh, The monkey responds to everybody, responds, reacts, and loses itself. Chases the banana. The computer just remembers the last behaviors that you've adapted. So the computer doesn't think, it remembers and repeats. So the computer is a brilliant system of remember-repeat. So if the monkey reacts and that's how we function, then the computer remembers the monkey and then bypasses the monkey and says, there's a banana, eat. So there's no reaction, but it came from reaction. So this self, the computer remembers, is not always in line with what you want. Then there's the professor. And the professor sees what's true and sees what's false. And is able to make its own decisions based on wisdom. Miss Chris, have a beautiful day. Bye. <laughs>